Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. So number one is like these expectations that society puts on women, like we're just supposed to act like 18 year old boys all the time when it comes to sex, and then we feel broken. Drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, beautiful ladies. Hey, beautiful ladies. Thanks for finding me. I found you on TikTok. Awesome. And I, when I, I found you and then I was like, we have to have her on our podcast like immediately. And you say in your bio one person changed the way you do everything. One woman's story. Life changing patient. Like I'm sitting here like I got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I knew nothing. I, I went to med school. I went to college and med school and then did a surgical residency in the pelvis. And I didn't know the facts about women and sex. Like, talk about how in the dark can you be that you spend like 15 years in the pelvis and you're still not like, oh, like you actually don't orgasm with putting penises in vaginas. That's new. I, I feel like there's so many yeah. things. Well, first of all, I feel like I've learned so much about like sex as as a person who'd already been having sex, you know, for so many years. But also, I just when you say that, <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of things I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, and I'm like, I didn't know it. Good lord, yeah, you know. And I've been having sex for a while too. I forgot even to put that in there. Um, but so my lady. <laughs> My lady, she was a ha- like happily married, amazing marriage, right? Just just because you have an amazing marriage doesn't guarantee a happy sex life, right? And so she's bawling in my clinic, just beside herself because she's like, I have no interest. I feel so sorry for my husband. I don't know what to do. Bawling, and I'm like, I've got a box of Kleenex, and that's it. Like I've got nothing else for her. And so like she was because of that day, I'm like, does anybody know? And I think some of the the crap is like, you know, oh, women are mysterious. It's mysterious. The orgasm's mysterious. It's complicated. And you're like, that's actually bullshit. It's not like, can we just say that we're not mysterious and complicated so we can actually learn something? Oh, my gosh. That's like we said. We were talking to these women. We were talking about how before we had sex and we did with our boyfriends when younger, we dry hopped. And they're like, that's how I had my first orgasm from the gene of a pants. Yeah, because it works. <laughs> but I have a question. When you say yeah. she had a really happy marriage, but she didn't have like her libido was low and she had no interest having sex. Could obviously her husband was OK with that and still happy in his marriage, even though he wasn't having sex. I never got his opinion. Uh, I love it. Doesn't but what's matter. so interesting, like, you know, when you're in the doctor's office, what's so interesting, the women always blame the men. Like, I'm not sexually active because my husband has ED or my husband has health issues. And then when the man's in there talking to me, he's like, I don't, have, we don't have sex because my wife is blah, blah, blah. My wife, they always blame the other one. So why aren't, okay, why in our, in our general population of moms and women, why are we so... Um, why is sex so hard for us in to get there? Like to want to be like, I, like I can't wait to have sex tonight. Like I, 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 I absolutely am not thinking that. What? Why do we all feel this way as a population? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just the brain that we have that we don't understand, right? Like, so two things. Number one, society tells us that we should just want sex all the freaking time, right? Like Hollywood, drop of a hat whatever, be ready for sex all the time. And that's not the way our brains work, right? So number one is like these expectations that society puts on women, like we're just supposed to act like 18-year-old boys all the time when it comes to sex. And then we feel broken. We feel like there's something wrong with us because we worked all day, cleaned up the house, got the kids lunches. And now we're like, not really, like kind of like couch and Netflix would be nice, but not the chill. (laughs) (laughs) so so that's it and then number two is our women's brains just aren't designed to like spontaneously seek out sex that's called spontaneous desire which goes away in long-term monogamous relationships right because the novelty is gone and in general and i'll generalize a lot when i talk about men and women in general women get bored right so you're like you just want me to like spontaneously desire something that's kind of boring 
Because we do it the exact same way. So interesting. Okay, so that's in- interesting. Um, uh, and and it's also kind of so women get bored, but do men? Like, I feel like I know I can I can I I know what you're saying when you say you get bored, and I feel like my partner just is like, she's a girl. I'll never be bored of that. Hundred percent. Yeah, the stereotype for men is like boob sex, boob yeah. sex. Yeah boob sex and you're like the same like the same way that we've been having it for like a decade like yep 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 today tomorrow the next day and you're like man peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are tasty but not every single freaking day yes so how the heck do we should we bring back the desire i mean i and i could see somebody brand new and i have this like the guy right now who's making a sense i got a little desire for him i love my enjoy it soak it in how do you how do you how do you like ignite desire ignite your vagina right uh well two things number one number are we swearing do we swear all the time okay okay so number one the my over like as now that i know a lot about a lot one thing truly is fuck desire like you don't actually need it in order to make coffee you need water and coffee Right. Like, but in order to have sex, you don't need desire at all. It's not like, well, you didn't have desire, so you can't have sex tonight. Like, same with exercise and eating salads, right? Like, if I sat around waiting till I desired exercise and vegetables, I'd be in way worse shape than I am. Right. Which but- is kind of like the mind-blowing, like, you, d- you don't actually need to have desire to have awesome sex. But hold on, let me ask you something. So I eat veg. I let's say I would exercise and eat vegetables because because I can see, I can, like I can see like I can actually see a change in myself. But when I like, ha- but when I have sex, it's just like what? what yeah. Is, is, is <laughs> what am I getting you? out of is it? it for you or for it's, them? Right. Well, that's the other thing about women and desire and sex is like have sex that you enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, it's melted ice cream, right? Like, I love freaking Haagen-Dazs mint chip, but you give it to me melted, and I'm like, pass. So it's like, you got to have sex that's good. Even the desire experts, the desire experts are like, well, yeah, of course, you're supposed to be having good sex. And I'm like, but you realize, like, the average woman isn't having good sex. And they're like, well, yeah, well, you're supposed to be having good sex. And I'm what like, what if you're having good sex and you still are like, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle bus to get into the mood of actually like you know it's kind of like working out you're like it, it is great exactly when it's done like and when it like it's fine when it's it's going but getting to going is ve- like it's very hard and i think a lot of women like feel like they're broken because they're not like i can't wait to jump your boat like our, i think right. men feel very slighted when they feel like we don't want to do this totally yeah and i think you know the first thing is like Two things about desire. Number one, there's spontaneous desire, which Hollywood and society tells us we should all have. But most of us don't, especially as we get older and are in long-term relationships. And then there's responsive desire or contextual desire, meaning like, wasn't really thinking about this, but now that like I'm getting a massage and the lights are down and like he's focused on me, yep, let's do it. So your response and your desire actually comes from doing sexual things, being intimate. So it's like desire and sex are like in the exact same thing. And that's where that it better, it's got to be good for you. Cause if you're just doing like that limited heterosexual penis and vagina, he has orgasms more than me. And it took seven minutes. That's melted ice cream for a lot of women. 
melted ice cream. Seven minutes is melted ice cream. See, I like, I like, we like it faster because longer feels like. So I'm going to get feels, to bed later. It feels like, you know, when you can do, when you, it's like a workout, 10 minutes, 20 minutes doesn't feel daunting where, you know, a 40 minute sex session for a lot of us feels exhausting. Right. But if we, but the understanding female sexual function, women take longer and and our society tells us like that, that's bad instead of like, oh my God, we get like 30 minutes of a freaking massage and a buildup and then you, and then you can have multiple orgasms and then you can just like have a long orgasm. Like there's so much there that we just blow by because we're like, got to get it done. Got to get the groceries. Got to get the kids to school. Got to have seven minutes of sex. And it's like, we diminish what it can be. Why is it? <laughs> why? Why is it? Like, I understand like vegetables are good for your body. I understand working. Why is it? Could it be such a, a an important big, big, good part of your life? Like, what is it? What, oh, yeah. What's the benefits for us? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She goes, oh, yeah. Here oh, we yeah. Go. First of all, it keeps your pelvis healthy. There's some there's some talk about, you know, the more orgasms. It's a pelvic muscle contraction, right? So it's better for your bladder and it's better for your pelvis. And the more sexually active you are, the healthier your vagina is in staying sexually active. That'll be misconstrued as like me telling people to have sex because it's healthy for your vagina. But like the more you do it, the more your body is used to doing it, right? Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Number two, it helps you sleep. Sex is amazing for sleep. It's totally this oxytocin release, which is great for sleep. It's great for bonding with your partner. And then the partner thing of like, hey, we got into this because we wanted to like be together, make babies. And isn't this a nice thing we get to do together? So it's just like the bonding of relationships, because I see a lot of couples as they age, the kids maybe are out of the house more. They become roommates because when the sex goes away, the intimacy goes away because they don't bring that intimacy into the rest of the day. And so I, really I, you're living I, with a roommate. 
I have to, to say, I feel like so much of so many women are freaking out right now because they're not having sex, but it's because, you know, it's like, it's because the, I, I wouldn't say my husband and I are intimate at all during the day, even if we have sex. Like, I don't think we have small children, like all under the age of 11, you know, I don't see, I see us as getting the day done. And then a sex is something we have to do to stay married because that's what they say you should do. Like, I, I think of him as so much more than that. I'm just saying, I think mm -hmm. a lot, I'm speaking for a lot of our audience right now where this is really a hard conversation because it seems so easy. But if you're so tired at the end of the day to like get yourself naked when it's cold out. And to it's get cold out. You have to get into like a bed and then to like exchange bodily fluids, you know, um, for maybe a long time, like help us help those women. What, like, hundred percent? what if you just don't feel like it, but you love your spouse? Then, yeah, then we, then just realize where you are with that. Right. Because so many people are like, I'd like to just buy a supplement to make this work. You know, like they're into this like quick fix and you can spend money on like ginkgo biloba. But it's like if you don't take the time to like realize pleasure in your life is part of living. And if all you're doing is like boom, 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 give, 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 check off the list. Are you living your best life? And a healthy sexuality is part right. of that, right? I don't healthy do sexuality is part of that. Do a lot of women orgasm? Great, fascinating data. If you look at homosexual couples, male, male, female, 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 male, so heterosexual couples, guess who has the least amount of orgasms? Heterosexual females. Heterosexual females by a long shot. Long Whoa. shot. The gay men are rocking it. Yeah. Followed, followed by the heterosexual male, followed by the lesbians, then. 20% of women have orgasms with vaginal penetration. In a, if you look at just a heterosexual purse couple having sex, 60% of the time the women ha woman has an orgasm. And we can get into like, it's not, all, it's not always about orgasms as long as she's having pleasure. Wait, like, yeah, for sure it is. Right. right. <laughs> but like women are taking, and, and so we're like, we're broken or, you know, it's my fault or, and it's like, dude, what kind of sex ed did you guys get in Canada? Because we don't get taught about female pleasure. It's like, don't get pregnant. Don't get a disease and make sure you desire it all the time. Yeah. Like that's the education we got. Right. It's a lot of, it, it feels like a lot of pressure, right? When you're just like something, things aren't going exactly as, how, how it was supposed to be. And I feel, I, I feel so off. Now, what, what about other things that can, so when women, um, they had a, a, high, a high libido or whatever, and then now uh, maybe they're on antidepressants or other medications, can that affect it? And therefore, if you, if you're, if you say yes to that, how, how, what the heck are they supposed to do? Right. Yeah. So antidepressants do what antidepressants do. The common antidepressants are SSRIs. So what they do is they keep serotonin around in your brain more, which is kind of like the happy and pleased, nice, nice neurotransmitter. Serotonin makes like a damp on your sex drive. It's the break for sex drive. Serotonin happy, but not seeking out sex. Dopamine seeking out sex, 
reward-based neurotransmitter, right? So it's really affecting how the neurotransmitters work, which is why it makes sense that your sex drive goes down. Also, some medications make it harder to have an orgasm. So you're like, well, I might be interested in having sex, but man, it's taking forever to get there. So medications absolutely can change sexual function for people. My advice is, number one, there are options you can take to kind of counter those effects. You have to talk to your doctor, uh, you know, about that. But then like- Wait, like what? Oh, well, you can add you can add another Wellbutrin's one of them. You can add a medication or change your antidepressant um, in postmenopausal women. Testosterone is used, not in premenopausal women. So there are things we can do to kind of, you know, mess with the cocktail a little bit. But if you can't do that or you can't, if you're like, I need to be on this for my mental yeah. health. This is where I need yeah. to be. It's like as much as you can taking care of the body to promote healthy body to mm -hmm. kind of overcome. So it's like sleep deprivation is horrible for sex drive. If you're sleep deprived, yeah. your body's like, I'm not going to reproduce. And then exercise, getting your sweat on, getting your muscles moving, all uh, that is. So, so like the healthy body really is good for healthy interest in libido and sex. Is there is there a bite like our hormones to play in this crazy sex world that no one talks about, but we all do all the time? Yeah, yes and no. So I would love it to just be cut and dry, but it's not. I mean, sex is so your brain and your thoughts about sex. It's so much more than just hormones, but testosterone for women really is kind of, if you think about that spontaneous desire or interest in sex, testosterone is that hormone for us more than estrogen or progesterone. And women have more testosterone in our bodies than estrogen. We just don't think about it. We just think the men have that and yeah. we don't have it, but we do have testosterone. Our ovaries make testosterone. Um, so that goes down also in perimenopause and menopause. And you can, it's not in our, my country, FDA approved, but some people do use testosterone for desire and libido. Um, in menopause and perimenopause, estrogen and progesterone go down. But just giving women their estrogen and progesterone back isn't enough to increase their libido. But what it does is it cures their hot flashes, which exhausts them. It helps them sleep more, which rejuvenates them. And it keeps their vagina moist and not dry and painful. So those women do have more sex. So in a way, yes, hormones are very important. But if you're like, just put me, again, that like magic pill, just put me on a magic pill and I'll have this spontaneous desire is like, this is the biggest sex organ, the brain. So we have wow. to work on that. Oh you, we have to work like as women, as a society, as like, like, let's, okay, I'm just going to give you a scenario, okay? I am a mom of two kids. I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. I haven't had sex in a year. I love my husband, uh, but I don't even know where to start. What, like, I haven't even, I don't even own a dildo. What am I doing? <laughs> I was, I was just start recognizing where you are. And giving yourself grace and being like, it's okay to be there. You got there very honestly. But in order to get from here to here to the next to where you want to be with your sex life, know that you're going to have to take some time to focus on yourself, time to bring pleasure back into okay, your wait, life. So you said something very important. You have time. to want to get there. You have to want to get there. It's not just going to ma So I, okay. I had an aha moment. You, it's not going to magically appear is what you're telling us. So it's not magically going to just float down the chimney. Right. And, and people are like, but you Damn know, it. can I just get something on the internet for $19? 
And it's like, no, you gotta, you have to decide that like pleasure is important. Orgasm. What kind of pleasure? Like what kind of pleasure? So you're like, you've got to just, you got to realize where you're at. So I'm like, okay, I'm here and I'd like to change this. Uh, What's next? I would just say, start paying attention to your body. We live busy, busy moms live outside their body right? They're totally not in tune with their body at all. So it's like, what does your body feel like right now? Oh, it kind of feels actually a little bit tight in my shoulder. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what does your pelvis feel like? I don't know. I haven't felt anything in my pelvis in months. Where's like, your pelvis? I was just going to say, I'm thinking in my pelvis right now. And I'm like, right. okay, I, I, I know where my vagina is. I know where the, my, my pooch is. Was the pelvis is the, isn't, I thought it was a bone. Is it by your, right? your hips? Is down there. It's down there. (laughs) But I mean, so I mean, that just tells us we live outside of our bodies and where the orgasm lives, the orgasm lives in our bodies. The other secret of where the orgasm lives is the orgasm lives right now in this moment. It doesn't live tomorrow when you're thinking about that schedule and it doesn't live yesterday in thinking about how that interaction went. So you live in your fantasies. Yes, it totally lives in your fantasies. And you can help find your fantasies by reading things, listening to things, watching things. That's all okay. It's cultivating desire and pleasure, and it's all good. But our society, like our society has told women that sex is bad, and then we wonder why we're broken. Wow. Are we, are we, is this changing at all? Like the fact that, you know, we're having this conversation publicly, like, like, do you, do you feel like we're on, we're on the rise at all? Or are we still so far behind? Are orgasms uh. going to be flying across North America? <laughs> like, we, like, are we just going to be freeing the woman orgasm or what's going on? If they want, I mean, here's the thing it's in within their power, right? I'm not, I'm not giving anybody an orgasm. I'm giving them, but I'm giving them permission right? And the same with your partner. Your partner doesn't actually give you an orgasm. You're having your own orgasm. They're just kind of involved. Oh, that's a good one, right? For all those guys, like, I can give her all this. Like, no, you didn't do it. No, that's her orgasm. She's just choosing to have you along. I love it. I love that. That's good. If if you are, do do you suggest starting with masturbation? Because I think that that's a really hard one for women. Yeah. So masturbation, like... I like the word self-cultivation. Okay, it's yeah, like an ancient. An it's an, I like doing. I'm like dishes. masturbation's out. If because people don't like the word. The word is loaded, right? It's so loaded with shame and your religion and what your mom said you shouldn't do when she found you touching yourself when you were seven because you're a normal human with a clitoris. But so, anyways, masturbation's loaded. But self-cultivation, like knowing what makes you have an orgasm, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, how long does it take? Women have orgasms masturbating a lot. Like they're very, very, very successful at it. And then you put them with a stereotypically male partner, and then all of a sudden all the shit goes out the window and like they can't have an orgasm anymore. Oh, this is crazy. This is actually, the, she, she says this one woman wrote, she said, uh, sorry, I, I like, w- if, if I can do it on my own by myself and it doesn't take as much time, I'd rather do that than do it with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And again, there's that time thing. Like, like sex should just be this like to-do list checklist thing of like, we've really brought in our Western mind into what sex, sex is like, you are alive and you, let's talk about the clitoris. It's the only organ that's just for pleasure. And you're carrying it around with you 24 seven. 
underwear. Wait, what are yeah. penises? No, they, they pee. They make babies. They, they do three things. They have to Whoa. make babies. They have to pee. And then they have pleasure. Wow. So the we clitoris, the clitoris is a, it's the only, yeah, it's only job is pleasure. And we carry okay, it around. Wow. With us. There are two things that I want to get out of you before I forget, because my mind, you know, is thinking about self-cultivating um the number one thing i'm in the car we're not like that you and me we're on a podcast and there's just two things i'm gonna throw out there um the one thing is is that you don't have a sex you don't have an orgasm from um penis and vagina that you said at the beginning and then the other thing i want to talk a little bit more about drive and how it's normal that it wears off over time so both of those however you want to do mom deserves better than a drugstore card This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the vagina is not our sexual organ. The clitoris is our sexual organ. The, cl- the bonus points, it's on the outside right? Like how many guys are like, it's deep. It's really deep. It's like, no, no, no. It's actually on the outside. What about about the G spot? Yeah. So the G spot's technically the the clitoral urethral complex, right? So the clitoris, like the tip of the iceberg, what you see in the mirror, that's like 10% of the clitoris. The rest of the clitoris wraps in and around underneath the labia, which is why labia play, stretching, massage, all that feels so freaking good. Massage your vagina? Yeah, you massage your labia. And you stretch it? <laughs> well, you know, some people, like, they, like the full, they like the fullness. Right? But, like, Who why does? do I feel it? Some women. Wait. Who does? Oh, it's not for, it's not, it's just for fun. For fun, for pleasure. But people are, like, the, but the clitoris is this little button of, like, no, 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 it goes all the way around inside the where the labia are that you can see. And then the G-spot's just part of the clitoris. You're stimulating the clitoris. All of that is clitoral stimulation. Oh, so they so need the to G- get over the G-spot. So the, G- the G-spot is, so when they say they hit the G-spot on the inside, the clitoris. They're, they're stimulating the clitoris. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I'm a surgeon, I cannot cut out your G-spot. It's not like a little thing that I can cut out. Oh, like, the guys just, so think it's a thing. Yeah, they think it's a thing. They're like, there it is. They're fingering you. Just like, where, where, where is that? There it, where is it? There it is. Yeah, no, it's I not like a thing. You can't cut it out. Oh you can't my cut God. it out. 
It's just I, like it's a region that feels good because it stimulates the clitoris. <sighs> Guys are such losers. Oh, oh it's just too good. The thing is, they didn't get any education either. Like, That's look what true. they got. They got Hollywood where, like, the woman just, like, fawns over him and has an orgasm in one minute when he puts his penis in. Like, that's Hollywood. And then women feel broken because we're like, why doesn't that do it for me? Ah. I know. Oh, gosh. Before we get to, to the other one thing that I need to talk about, can you talk to us about squirting? Yes. Squirting. Yes. Do you squirt? No, some people think it's not a real no, thing. I was just, okay, no. I have to know if it's real. Right. So, so there's like, it's fascinating. People get very opinionated about squirting because they're, they're like, yeah. well, if it's just fluid, like ejaculation, then it's fine. But if it's urine, then it's not fine. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, some people think like, if you don't have a towel down on the bed, it's not good sex. Not everybody thinks that. But like, sex is supposed to be messy. It's okay. And there are little glands around the urethra called the periurethral glands that do excrete something with orgasm that's very similar to males ejaculation. But this big, big, and you can watch, you can watch squirting. We have, we all have the internet, right? Oh, I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. It's the big, big volume squirting tends to not be related with orgasm in the way that like an ejaculation is. And it's a very specific upward pressure on the vagina and they can kind of like do it whenever. So a lot of people think that that's urine then. And here's the deal. I'm a surgeon. I cut things out. If you are literally squirting like volume, yeah. there's nothing in there besides the bladder that can hold that much. Okay, so it's coming from but, your pee hole. But let's not call it urine because then it's disgusting. No, it's like if you if that's what you like and you you like it and your part there's nothing wrong with it. But when we give women goals like uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pay fifty dollars to come to the squirting class. Like, no, don't do that. Okay, uh, you're the best. Okay, now on to yeah. That um, it's natural that your desire in a longer term relationship, like, it's just. It's I think it's of, really nice to hear from women. It's, uh, it's, it's, think, it's the current. It's a curse. Really yeah, need to. They need to be separated because as as married women, you think you should see someone when they walk in the door and still get butterflies because. They're your husband, you know? And you feel like you watch some people on Instagram and you feel like the way that she's portraying that she looks at her husband is the way that I looked at my husband in like the, you know, the first few months. But how does she like 10 years later still look at him? Well, how does she seem to feel the same way? It's called Instagram. I know. I'm just, you know, know, it's not all real. (laughs) This just in. Um, so a couple of things, six, six months to two years into a relationship that like dopamine, newness, curiosity, you know, what color underwear are they wearing? That's all gone. Now, two years in, you enter that long-term relationship where you're like, I know how he picks his teeth after he eats, you know, bratwurst. Like, so it's like, you kind of lose all the mystery. And where does desire come from? Desire comes from mystery, curiosity, uniqueness, all of that stuff. And so like, it's totally normal. And desire a lot is a thought that we have in our brain, right? So you can actually work on desire and cultivate desire and be like, he's actually pretty cute when he hasn't shaved in four days. And, you know, like you can actually create desire thoughts about your spouse. You just have to do it and you have to stop yourself when you kind of women are very good at like judging men for not being enough or not doing enough. And it's like, yeah, we are. Every time you do that, you're kind of telling your brain you're not desiring him. 
Wow. Your brain into desire. Okay. And then what about if like you've been with your spouse for a long time? You're like, I just, I honestly, like I have no, like they haven't had this conversation with you. I have no desire. I just feel like if I was somebody with somebody else or like that, that guy down the street or the guy, the, the bartender there, it would just be so hot. That's yeah. because it's new and fresh, right? Yes. As I was telling, I'm like, you want desire? Go get a freaking new relationship. You'll get some desire. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is, no that you're the second job. Yeah. And then guess what will happen six months to two years after that new relationship? And it's, it is always, it, it, it's almost, almost always, or it's always the case. I think some people, because they work on their mind and desire, I think some people just always have that desire. But it's again, right. stereotypically with the brain. Desire to sleep with other people? No, no. The desire, they continue their desire with their spouse because they work their brain to continuously tell themselves and look at them in the way that I desire you. So it's like they're tricking themselves into the, those first two years, brainwashing themselves that they're they still put, interested. They put themselves on a higher, like they put them on a pedestal. We like know those you women. Yeah. are the god. Yeah. He is just my, like, everything I could ever do. And you're like, but didn't you see him picking his teeth? Like, how could you not see it? It's like, they pretend to not see it. They're very good at the mind game. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, what the, the whole thought of like, listen, your spouse or one's spouse could actually leave you at any day. Like we just think everything's permanent. Right. But what if we were like, this person's actually choosing to be with me and like parent these rugrats with me. And like, he makes a mean casserole and you know, like what if we really appreciated him for like the scarcity that it actually is. And the fact that we actually choose to be with our partners every single day. Now you like this. Uh-huh. So I always thought it was the other way around, but you know, I'm going to play some mind games today. We'll see what happens. I'll let you know. See what happens. Morning, you know? She's going to yeah. go home and have nap time. I know what's good. She's going to go do the dishes in her bedroom. She's going to go self-cultivate. Yeah. She's going to go. Oh my gosh. This is so, and so when we feel this way and the, as moms, this is, this is totally like this, we do, something's not wrong with us that we aren't feeling like we want to jump our partner's bones when he walks in the door. That's when that's the name of my podcast, man. You are not broken. Yeah. You are not broken. And there are things that you can do to 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 work on it. How yeah. sad that women beat themselves up constantly for a notion that isn't even real. Like medical science is saying like that's not real. Don't do that. But no one's telling you're telling us that, but wow, it is you've like literally uh this narrative needs to keep going because I think I so many women like c- consumes them, you know, yep. like I'm a bad wife, I'm a terrible person. And then I don't know how many husbands are countering it because they've been taught too that they should want to be like, it's like an insult when we're not like, get over here, big boy and stick it in me. But- right. Yeah. And and then you end up, you end up faking stuff. You either end up faking how you think you should behave or you end up with like the guilt and the shoulds and you know, all that stuff. And I'm I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that we didn't touch on this because you, you had mentioned in the beginning and I do, I do have seen it in the questions and I've seen you talk about, but there are men whose libidos are not high either. Yeah. And and that a lot of women feel. Boy, do we shame them too, don't we? You know, like we're just as harsh to men as we are to women. Yeah. But it's like, you know, this this stereotypical role that men should just be on all the time and, and that it actually defines manhood. 
right? And then a woman, a wife feels, what's wrong with me? Why does, why is he not? Because I know that there's going to be women listening and saying, I feel the opposite. Like I want to do it with him. And he just always seems too tired or not interested. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's like, he could have health conditions. He could have medications going on, or he could just be tired or he just has a low desire. We have to talk about desire discrepancy. Women need to know that this is okay. So anytime you're in a relationship with somebody, you want different things, right? Like I like, I like running. He likes lifting weights. I like ice cream. He likes rice, crispy bars, whatever. We all like different things, right? Sex is no different. Nobody is matched in their sex drive. Or if you are, that's kind of like a unicorn. (laughs) That's a unicorn. But it's like, First of all, it's normal. Sexual desire discrepancy, totally normal. And some people just have low desire. Yeah. Or we just, why are we even calling it low? It's just like they like, you know, blue cheese and you like Swiss cheese. Like, we didn't even define low. We just gave somebody like a complex about it. Because people want to have an average of how many times you should have sex to be healthy. Is that, that's that why, that's why I never, that's why I never tell people what the data actually is. Cause I'm like, you know what women have? Women have like eight fruit and vegetables a day, 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise, eight hours of sleep a night. Why give them a number of times to have sex? Thank you. They don't need that. So so let's just say if you have it once every three months, but it works (laughs) for both of you, that's okay. If it works for both of you, if it's a compromise, Winner, winner. If it's fantastic sex and you're like, that's what we do and it's awesome. Because we've, we stereotypically, we've got a, a higher desire person. We've got a lower desire person. It's, nev- it's not the low desire person's fault or job to rise up to the high desire. Okay. That alone will fix so many freaking issues. Yes, thank you. It is not thank the you. low desire person's job to rise to the high desire. That's great. They got to talk about it. They got to meet in the middle. You got to compromise. You got to compromise. The high desire person, get your kicks. You got to do some self-cultivation. Like why do all you have to be from with her? And she, and here's the thing, more of a good thing isn't always a good thing for some people. Right. Right. I love being with you and having an orgasm once a week or once every other week. I'm good then, but I love it. Okay, cool. Let's like plan on it. Let's get it done. Let's do this it. This is such good conversation and understanding for people to have. And I do love that uh, just because you're low, you don't have to rise rise to them. And just because you're high, you don't have to give, you, you don't have to go low. But because you can self-cultivate. You can self-cultivate, self-cultivate or you can compromise. You can also compromise with your partner to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, 100%. You know how many fights ensue because of high desire, low desire? Hundred percent. I think I think relationships break up because of desire mismatch. For sure. And for I, sure. I mean, I know that you. I was giving a lecture in Seattle to a bunch of doctors. I had I, doctors don't even like talking about sex. It's so crazy. But anyways, so at the end, this woman comes up to me. I was like, and then my thing was, it's not the low desire person's job to reach the high desire. And she comes up to me and she's like, you just explained my divorce from 20 years ago that years of therapy couldn't figure out. That is just so interesting about the divorce. And I I could see that happening so often. It's like, we're just completely incompatible. Things have changed and we don't know how to recover. Let's go find someone else and see if we can, we can do a better job this time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're on your third divorce before you figure out like, oh, two people like different things and we should just have conversations about compromise. Oh, that's so helpful. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, what's so great about you is that because you're able to share your so much of what, what you're about and all of your knowledge on Instagram, you can go and watch. And like, even just like, I saw your clip on desire and I was like, even just watching something on your Instagram is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, nobody knows this. And so I'm like, this is now my mission. My mission's literally to tell people they're not broken. And after you hit a certain age, use vaginal estrogen. <laughs> like, those are my two. Wait, you put it in your vag? What's that? You put it in your vag? You put estrogen in your vagina after menopause to help to keep healthy pelvises. Okay. Well, well okay. Now we know that. What age is menopause? Uh, 51 is the average age of menopause in the United States of America. Okay. Wow, because if you're over the, 50, get some no, estrogen. Get your, get your vaginal estrogen, right? Yes. Dry, itchy, painful sex. So the two big reasons women stop having sex after menopause is hot flashes, sleep disturbances, and dry, painful vaginas. Well, well why don't they use lube? Why don't people use lube? Dude, and you'd think the younger generation is better at this. I, so I had two women in one week come to my clinic. I'm a surgeon. Like, I, I cut you. People come to my clinic and they're like, uh, sex is painful. And I'm like, have you tried lube? And they're like, no. And you'd think, the, you'd think the younger generation would, we kind of think they're enlightened because they're younger, right? Yeah. I this 22-year-old. She's like, my boyfriend told me I shouldn't need to use lube. What? Yes. And I'm like, you had to make it all the way to a surgeon for me to be like, that guy's a dick bag. Thank you. I'm like, I'm choosing my word wisely. But yes, again, and the anatomy we never got taught just because you want to have sex, you still might not make the proper lubrication, the desire arousal mismatch, right? Just like you can be wet and not want sex. You can want sex and just not be wet enough. Use lube. Solution problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a bottle of lube and go crazy. (laughs) Totally. Oh, wow. I like sil- I recommend silicone lube. It's okay. very nice and it's long lasting and it's okay. not kind of it's not like sticky and tacky. Uh, yes, wow. yes, yes. Okay, well Kelly, you clearly need to come back because <gasps> oh, so wow, helpful. you oh. just in 40 minutes you've blown our minds and you're going to blow a lot of pants oh, off these people I love too, you guys you know I mean? and you're you guys are helping so many women and ugh, I think our personalities just totally match. I'm happy to come back whenever. You are, I, you are the easiest person to talk to about my pelvis, my vagina, and my sexual health. Yes, I awesome. love this. You I talk just, about it yeah. like the weather. I'm like, we just got to talk about it. Okay, guys, where uh, where can where can everybody follow you? Uh, Kelly Casperson MD on Instagram is where I am most active. My podcast is You Are Not Broken. I also love that uh, on top of being a mother, being a surgeon, and everything you do, hey, why not create free content on my on on my Instagram podcast? Thank you very much, ma'am. I couldn't I, see exactly, Joel. I can't help women one on one in clinic and change the world. I got to change the world by Instagram and, and podcasts. I love it. We That's will help you, you so do much. it. Thank, Thank you. you. Awesome. All right, we'll t- we'll talk to you online, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.